0: Typically, we're working with and the smaller end people like uh, Shopify, Magento, big commerce sellers that are, are plugged in via a cartridge, uh, and they, they would be. Uh, and then as we grow, the, the larger retailers are either doing a direct API integration or an SAP uh, or Salesforce integration, and they would be retailers doing multi-million returns per year.
1: You are listening to Conversations with Nathan Latka. Hello everyone, my guest today is Al Gary. He runs a company called ZigZag Global, which is a software solution to help e-commerce retailers manage returns domestically and globally. Al, you ready to take us to the top? Absolutely, yeah. All right, so help us understand how this actually works. Maybe tell the story of how uh, someone like Banana Republic uses you.
0: Sure, so I was a retailer for about 20 years before I started ZigZag. Uh, And ZigZag is a returns technology uh, to help retailers manage returns both domestically and globally. Uh, we're a SaaS platform, and we plug into a retailer's website to show a copy of the basket to the retailer, uh, to, to the consumer. Uh, so, a consumer can see what they've purchased and what they might like to return. And then we make that process slick and easy for them to send products back through multiple different carriers. Uh, and we're collecting data around why products are coming back as well.
1: So this is like a great solution for like these subscription box companies where they'll send twenty SKUs to a customer and the customer can choose to keep one or none. You help them make it easy to get the returns back.
0: Yeah, absolutely. We've we've got customers like Spoke, for instance, who who do exactly that, and and we've we've got uh, other large fashion retailers. Fashion has the highest returns percentage of all types of retail, uh, and we're working with a number of different um, both national and international retailers. Uh, like Topshop, super dry uh, and mm-hmm. gap.
1: Yeah, okay, very good. Now, uh, walk me through your pricing, right? So on average, what are one of these brands going to pay you per year to use your technology?
0: So we charge a, a click fee per return, um, which can vary depending on the size of the retailer and the number of returns they're, they're doing. Um, and our re- retailers have anything between a few thousand returns a year up to literally millions of returns a year. And then there's a subscription fee to use the platform so it's a SaaS model, and again, that, that scales depending on the size of the retail.
1: Okay. So so you have the charge per return model plus the SaaS model. If you look at your total revenue over the past 12 months, what percent was pure SaaS versus the fee you charge per return?
0: So the majority of our uh, revenue is in transaction fees as we're growing every month with the more uh, fees that we do, uh, but about 30% of what we do is um, recurring.
1: Okay, 30% SAS, 70% kind of fees per transact per returned item. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Okay, and how many returns did you process through all of 2018?
0: So we'll be annualizing uh, about 10 million from January. 10
1: million in 2018, and what will you scale to here in 2019?
0: So, sorry, sorry, that was uh, for 2018. Oh, got it. Um, that was 2019, so. So in
1: 2018, how much?
0: Uh, less than, well, less than a third of that, so about under three million.
1: Okay, three million. Interesting. Okay, so nice growth there uh, through returns. Now, what does that mean in terms of total customers using you? So, ten million returns across how many
0: customers? So, we have a different number of large retailers, um, so they can be um, pure play retailers um, that that might do millions, as I say, millions of returns per year, and we have SMEs that might only do a few hundred returns a year. Um, there's a there's a mixture of also marketplaces and carriers that use us as well. Mm-hmm. So we have white label customers, um, and for you know we've got about hundred customers uh, in total, but there are all different sizes.
1: Yeah, and then let's for the rest of the show just focus on the pure kind of SaaS model you're building. So on average, what are these companies or customers paying you per year just to use the software?
0: It can vary from a few thousand pounds uh, a year up to a few hundred thousand pounds a year, depending on the uh, the size of the, the retailer.
1: Okay. What would you say your sweet spot is, though? Three, three thousand, four thousand pounds a year?
0: Um, no, it's, it's it's more than that. Um, I, I, I don't want to go into exact numbers. Uh,
1: well, I'm, I don't need exacts, but I am trying to get a better understanding. Saying three thousand all the way up to a million pounds a year is a very, very wide range. Can you can you get that more focused for us? I mean.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I would I would say somewhere between fifty and one hundred thousand pounds at least okay. a year.
1: Fair enough, fair enough. And get let, and so the reason I asked that question is because now I want to I'm going to ask questions around that. So let's assume someone is paying you fifty thousand dollars pounds a year. What does that customer look like? How many returns are they probably processing?
0: So, uh, I mean, it really depends on uh, which countries they're trading in as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, in, in somewhere like the UK, rates about twenty five percent in Germany. might be 70% returns rate uh, and depends whether they're a fashion or an electronic seller, whether they're selling one man, uh, single item uh, product, or sometimes uh, we're dealing with retailers that are doing uh, two man uh, handling bulk large items. Mm -hmm. Um, But typically um, we're working with, and the smaller end people like uh, Shopify, Magento, big commerce sellers that are, are plugged in via a cartridge, uh, and they, they would be anywhere between ten thousand returns a year and maybe fifty thousand, maybe even a quarter of a million returns a year. Yeah. Uh, and then as we grow, the, the larger retailers are either doing a direct API integration or an SAP uh, or Salesforce integration, and they would be retailers doing multi million returns per year.
1: And, and now, also, when did you launch the company? What year?
0: So 2015 was uh, was founded, uh, but um, we have been trading uh, really with live customers since about 2017. Okay, and how much first, between 2015 two
1: and 2017 did you spend
0: building the MVP? Uh, I guess uh, the region of a million pounds.
1: Okay, a million. So, did, I mean, were you super rich already or did you go out and raise a bunch of capital?
0: No, no, we, we actually crowdfunded the first round um, and um, we, we went through CrowdCube. Uh, and that's some angel investment from various different uh, investors.
1: What platform did you use to do the crowdfunding?
0: It was CrowdCube. Sorry, spell that for me CrowdCube, C R O W D C U B E.
1: Oh, Cube, CrowdCube. Yeah, okay, Crowdcube, got it. Yeah. That's good. So, how much total have you raised to date?
0: So, we've raised over five million today.
1: Okay, and that was all equity? Was any of it debt? No. Okay so you don't hold any uh, you don't hold any physical assets like these warehouses on your balance sheet then you're no. pure SaaS software
0: no, we're, we're totally asset light so we don't own any vehicles we don't own any warehouses um, we're not a carrier of them
1: yeah got it okay now what's your team size today how many folks you have building this with you
0: uh, we're just around 50 people at the moment
1: 50 yeah and, and how many of those are engineers
0: uh, over half so we're, oh, wow. we're heavily tech led
1: Yep. So twenty-five engineers or more than twenty-five. And and any, do you have a I mean, is this a price point that can 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 handle a kind of field sales force? How many, how many, how many sales reps do you have that carry a quota?
0: So we've got less than five sales reps. So um, we are quite light um, in, in that respect. And we work with partners. So so we'll we'll plug into somebody like uh, DHL or a or a Skynet, for instance, various large carriers and leverage our technology, widely people our solution, and allow our partners to resell our technology uh, using their sales network. Mm-hmm.
1: Now, how do you, in a business like this, where 30% of your revenue is SaaS, the other is a, is a fee per return. I mean, how do you measure things like churn?
0: So we've had very, very small amount of churn, literally a couple of retailers that have uh, uh, gone under. Uh, Retail has been tough in the last couple of years. Uh, both of those actually have reformed as, as new companies and come back and trade with, traded with us again, uh, but we haven't really lost uh, any large customers uh, in the last year. Mm-hmm. So well, when you Well,
1: if you, if, you look at, if you look at revenue churn, though, right? So yeah. if X amount of customers, let's say 20 customers paid you X amount exactly a year ago and today, ignore new customer additions, but today those customers, do they downgrade or Are there, Is there any churned uh, they're revenue?
0: All, they're all growing. Um, absolutely. I mean, returns are on the increase. Uh, We also see that uh, customer expectation has changed over the last few years from what was um, normal to to maybe return a couple of items. Now it's normal to buy five or six items and return three or four. Um, So return rates are increasing faster than e-commerce is increasing. So
1: just to be clear, all the customers paying you on the SaaS model exactly one year ago are still paying you today. No one has downgraded or canceled completely.
0: They're still, uh, still still, all on platform.
1: Yep. Okay, so that begs the question, are, are, you, are you not charging enough? Because you should have some churn. Churn is a good thing.
0: Well, we are changing our focus to focus at different types of retailer. Uh, and certainly we've uh, discovered that certain sectors of the market are pro- probably less profitable than others. Um, but, but we are you know, obviously focused on fashion. We're focused on, on the larger retailers with the bigger volumes as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, but we, we've also built a very solid tech platform that can cope with retailers of all sizes. And even though the SME market may not have as big a volume, it, it's, a not, it's a good long tail, and there's still revenue there uh, that, that we're Well, addressing. and
1: they'll grow with you. So, so when you look at the past twelve years, zero percent gross revenue churn. What about expansion revenue? Again, whatever you upsell those past customers by, is that like twenty percent year over year, forty percent? What's expansion revenue look like?
0: So it does depend on you know most of our our spend is of tech spend. You know we we've not got um, really any other focus other than just building the platform out right now. Um,
1: Sorry. Al, the question is, what have you upgraded past customers by? So, if someone is paying you a hundred thousand dollars a year, exactly a year ago, another paying you one hundred twenty thousand dollars a year when they renewed, that's twenty yeah. percent expansion.
0: Yeah. So, uh, most of the the retailers will start will start in one or two c- countries, and then they'll go global with us. So, you know, some some of the retailers uh, are doubling in size. Some are going, you know, ten times revenue mm-hmm. because they they're. they're you know, going into more countries with us.
1: Yeah, but Retailers can you quantify are, that from exactly a year ago? So
0: it, Yeah, it does change per retailer. It, re- it really does. You know, it's, yeah, it's but the good.
1: reason you measure, the, but we're, that would be if we were measuring logo expansion, right? Because yeah. per retailer. Revenue expansion, the reason that is measured in SaaS is exactly because there are different size customers. So you can take your total revenue from that customer base one year ago and then only track that current customer base today, their total yeah. revenue, you look compare the revenues and it doesn't matter how many customers or who's bigger, who's small, you can get an expansion number on a percentage basis. Do you know what that expansion
0: is for you? Yeah, it's about 30 to 40%. That's okay, I
1: would say that's pretty, that's pretty healthy. So you have 130% net revenue retention.
0: Yep.
1: Yeah. That's, I mean, I would say that's really good actually. Um, good stuff. Now talk about top of funnel, right? So to land one of these new contracts at $50,000 euros per year, will you spend the full 50,000 to get the customer in the first place?
0: No. No, I mean, okay. the uh, there's a setup uh, process which sometimes we charge for, sometimes we don't. Uh, if they're on a cartridge like a Shopify or Magento, uh, we've paid for that cartridge already and so that they can have that benefit. Um, it's, it's slightly more expensive for us to onboard uh, a retailer that requires customization. Uh, so if they're asking us to do something that we don't currently do today, then that is, is more expensive. And generally we, we charge for that. So uh, implementation... Uh, isn't always free, Um, Mm -hmm. but... So
1: I'm uh, trying to back into what your CAC and your payback is, right? So on a $50,000 a year account, what will you spend fully weighted to get that customer?
0: So it does, uh, I I would say the acquisition would tend to be through a trade show or it would be uh, through some uh, inbound marketing. Um, We would usually give demos to a retailer, have a couple of meetings uh, and and give them a demo of the platform. on technical onboarding takes anything from an hour to a couple of weeks, depending on the size of the retailer. Uh, so it can be very quick to get a retailer live. Uh, and they're transactional within the first month. So um, usually it's, it's quite a short uh, process. The larger retailers...
1: Yeah, know, I'm sorry. So, so the question is, how much will you spend right, to get a new customer account? I understand the timing of it, but are we talking mm-hmm. like 20 grand to get a
0: $50,000? Less, less, than, less than 10%.
1: Okay. Got it. So to get a fifty thousand, if you're closing a fifty thousand dollar account today, you would have spent less than five thousand dollars closing them. So your payback period yeah. is two or three months. Yes. Okay. I mean, super healthy. And that spend is divided up amongst the things you just mentioned: conference spend, your sales reps, things like that. Absolutely. Yep. Interesting. Okay. So fifty people today. Um, you raised some capital. Any plans to raise more capital?
0: Uh, we're about to announce a big strategic uh, investor tomorrow. Uh, okay. Oh, but, but certainly. Um, this time tomorrow night. That
1: was so, so uh, what's that news? By the way, you have my word. This isn't going to go out until about seven months from now. So, so you have my confirmation. This is embargoed. Can you announce who that is and how much? Uh,
0: yes. I, if, if as long as it's embargoed. Yeah, it won't go.
1: This won't go live for at least seven months from today. So,
0: it's Musk.
1: Okay. Uh,
0: do you know who Mersk are?
1: Of course, I know Musk. Mer- yep. The shipping Musk. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. of course, I know
0: Musk. Okay. So, Mersk have um, invested in uh, in Zigzag and uh, also uh, joined joined the board as well.
1: That's great. So, what was the total round size? Ten million, five million?
0: I, I can't disclose, it, I'm afraid, as part of the terms.
1: Okay, it will have to be disclosed when you file, though. It will it will come out. You have to file with the government.
0: Um, not necessarily. Did um, you raise equity? We we have sold equity, yeah. So, I mean, they'll they'll be uh, on. Um, I'll be on Company's House, but I, I, I can't give uh, figures at this stage.
1: Well, explain to me how you are going to raise equity from someone and get around not fine with the government. This is a thing that you have to yeah. do. This is why Crunchbase say, can stay up to
0: date. It will be disclosed on Company's House, but I don't want it to go into specific numbers until uh, we've we've cleared that with Musk.
1: What do you mean it will go live on the Company's House?
0: So, Company's House is the, the UK uh, registration for companies. So it, it
1: will Yeah, be so that's expensive. what I don't understand when you say it, it's going to be public. Yeah. So, so what, why I'm trying to figure out why you're being coy about this?
0: Um, simply because we, we've agreed with Merse not to disclose numbers at this stage.
1: But you have to file with the government when the equity is actually brought in. So, what, what are, it's illegal to agree not to disclose it. You have to, you have to disclose it to the government when it has actually taken in, which is today or tomorrow. Yeah. So yeah. I'm confused. Why why are, why why are they trying to cover it up? Why? why yeah, would you?
0: I don't particularly want to broadcast it on a podcast.
1: Okay, and, and why is that? We will just look it up and add it to the show notes.
0: Well, uh, as I say, the, the agreement with Maersk is, is that, that they'd rather not go into specifics on financials right now. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I just ask you to respect that. You know, it's, it's uh, obviously we are um, trying to play right by our investors.
1: Yeah, just you understand where I'm coming from, correct? It's going to be released in a yeah. public fashion. You're basically saying, I hope you don't find it, Nathan. I don't want to talk about it. I'm going to find it. We're going to put it in the show notes. So wouldn't you want it? This is why it doesn't quite make sense what you're communicating to me, other than yeah. other than it's a timing thing, right? We're recording this now. You have to trust the fact that I'm not. I'm actually not going to release this seven months from now. If you don't trust that, you would hold back information.
0: Yeah. Um, as I say, I, I, I'm happy to email you once I've... Uh, cleared that with Merck but I'm, I'm not willing to disclose any numbers right now on this podcast.
1: That's fine. Why raise capital at all and take the dilution?
0: Obviously, we want to expand the company. We want to increase the, uh, uh, the tech team. We want to uh, make the product stronger and um, acquire more customers.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, your customer acquisition cost, though, is already extremely cheap. Why do you need capital to fund that? You get paid back in two or three months.
0: Yeah, because uh, it's a big world out there and you know, we want to go into new markets like, like the U.S. and uh, other parts of, of Europe to um, go into other retailer markets. We don't have people on the ground in those markets, so we need to, to expand.
1: Have you gotten back to the point before you did this most recent raise? Have you gotten back to the point of being profitable or are you still burning cash to drive growth?
0: No, we're still uh, burning cash. However, uh, had we not have taken money, we would have been profitable within the next 12 months.
1: Well, of course, if you take money, you have to spend it to drive growth. That's why you took the dilution, which means you'll be cash flow negative. If you didn't take money, of course, you're going to be break even or positive because you have no money to invest. <laughs> so, so, so the reason I asked that question is I'm curious how aggressive as a CEO you're comfortable being, right? So are you comfortable with 300, $400,000 a month in net burn, or what do you like to optimize for in terms of burn?
0: So I think the next round, if we if we do raise again, would be in the US and it would be a, a multi-million round that, that we'd be going after.
1: Sorry, sir. I'm not asking about fundraising. I'm just asking today. You just mm-hmm. raised a round. Did you yeah. get back to break even so you had leverage with Merce, right? If you're burning a bunch of capital, Merce can go, listen, we're going to buy your company and it's going to be our terms because you need our money. You're almost out of cash and you're burning a bunch. But if you're break even, you have way more leverage. I'm just asking
0: where you're at. We- we had runway, and we didn't need to take uh, the investment from Musk. It was a strategic decision because of Musk's size and reach in the market, mm-hmm. and and actually, it, it wasn't just about the cash; it's about what else they can bring to the table.
1: Yep. Okay. Good. So, burning cash today, but at a manageable rate. Yep. Very yeah, good. And then, okay, so then backwards, you said you're serving about 100 customers right now. You said kind of average got 50,000, uh, you know, annual contracts. I mean, if I take that and multiply, that would put you at about $400,000 a month right now in revenue, just on the SaaS side of things. Is that accurate?
0: So it does. Yeah, it does depend on, uh, on the month and on the retailer. Um, so retailers are very seasonal. Um, obviously, we, we make more in Q4 than we do
1: yeah, but this is an annual contract. This isn't like they're turning it on in November and turning it off in January, correct?
0: That's right. But they're not paying us the same figure every month, uh, so it, it does go up and down based on how retail is doing. So Black Friday, obviously, we, we will get the peak of Black Friday a month later because that's when people are returning products.
1: Well, no, no. I just said, but I'm only asking about the SAS line. I'm not asking about the fees you get per returned item. So on just the SAS line, you said the average is $50,000 ACVs earlier. If I take 50,000 times 100 people on your customer base, that puts you at about $4.85 million in annual run rate, just on the SaaS side. Is that accurate?
0: Not just on the SaaS, but but, but yes.
1: Okay. So is just the SaaS lower than that? It's actually less than $50,000 average contract values?
0: Yeah. It does, I mean, it does depend on the size of the retail, but yes. Um,
1: well, that's why I'm asking about the average size. <laughs> that's why I'm asking the average contract value. So it's not; it's less than 50000
0: The average contract value, value would be around at least 50000 um, for the for the majority of the, the larger retailers we're working with, but they're not all at that level.
1: Yeah. So an average hours you take your total customers you divide by total SaaS revenue and that's your average, right? So yeah, your aver- not,
0: that's not the entire SaaS revenue is what I'm saying.
1: $50,000 average contract value is including the return fee portion of the revenue as well. Yes. Okay. Got so, it. Yes. So, just sorry, then just the SaaS. What I was trying to get at earlier was if no one was returning any items, but they still paid for your software, on average, what was that actual fee per year?
0: So, as I was saying, that's about 30% of what we do is SaaS. So, 30% of the 50,000 will be SaaS.
1: Okay, got it. So, the whole company today is about a $5 million ARR company, of which about one to two million is pure SaaS revenue, recurring high margin revenue. Yes. I see. Okay, very good. That's helpful. Let's wrap up here with the famous five. Number one, what's your favorite business book?
0: Uh, how to get rich by Felix Dennis. Number two, is there a
1: CEO you're following or studying?
0: Um, I've probably, uh, a previous CEO that I've worked with that, that, uh, uh, is not famous, but certainly I've, I've been, uh, you can just name uh, him. Yeah. Yeah. So a guy called John Clark.
1: Number two, uh, number three, what's your favorite online tool for building your company?
0: What's my favorite online tool? Um, so, I mean, we use a lot of uh, Trello. Okay. Number four,
1: how many hours of sleep do you get every night?
0: About five.
1: And what's your situation? Married, single kids? Uh, remarried. Okay. Any kiddos? Yeah, I've got three kids. Three. You're busy. All right. How old are you? I'm 43. Last question. What do you wish your 20-year-old self knew?
0: Uh, I would love to go and do it all again. Um, yeah, no regrets.
1: Guys, there you have it. Zigzag helping retailers manage returns. Thirty percent of the revenue is SaaS. Their seventy percent is a, a fee per returned item. They have five million dollars raised, burning capital, uh sorry, five million raise, yeah, they are burning today, but manageable. Fifty folks on their team, zero percent gross revenue churn, thirty percent expansion, obviously, which is nice. They've got about a hundred customers paying contract values total retail, you know, return fees plus SaaS about fifty thousand dollar ACV. So doing call it Five million run rate today. Uh, Good growth as we look to continue to scale into new markets uh, and experiment more with uh, different channels to pay into to drive more customer growth. Al, thanks for taking us to the top.
0: Thank you.